millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or RPN legal advice. RPN is not advice. responsible for Where'd the views, actions, from? statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, mm. or even its view. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, where were we? Uh, but as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Friday Night Livestream. Bay Theater Dave, no, we're not going to be talking about ass wings tonight, no. <laughs> we're going to be talking about something far more earthly, which, you know, obviously has ties to more celestial things. But listen, my good friend Sean from Patreons of Progress is here, another fellow content creator from Badlands Media. <clears throat> we actually met at the pit and I've never talked to him about this on the air, so I do have a couple of questions for him. I want to get his his uh, uh, after-pit feelings and uh, breakdown. But regardless, we're going to be talking about <clears throat> some fun stuff tonight. You guys may or may not remember, I've said this on the air before, but I used to be a juggalo in high school. I was a fan of ICP, and I, I hadn't thought about him in years. And not that long ago, we were just talking in the chat. And Sean brought this up, and uh, there is some fascinating stuff that we can tie into events that we have seen playing out in the last couple of years. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Please hit that like button if you're on Rumble. It's the easiest way you can show support for the show. Hit the fire if you're over there on Odyssey. Hit the red pill if you're over there on the foxhole. But either way, if you share it, it really does help out the channel. So do me a favor. Sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and thank you very much to Clag for that $17 Rumble rant. We'll be back right after this. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for being here. And please join me in welcoming my guest for the first time on this channel, my good friend Sean from Patriots in Progress. Sean, how are you tonight, buddy? Doing very well. Thanks for having me. And it's a great honor and a great privilege to be here. So, so thanks. Awesome, man. I'm glad to have you here. So I was saying in the introduction, I, I've, I've actually been wanting to ask you this for a while because we met at the pit and um, I just we were talking before the show, too. And, and I was just mentioning my my feeling that there's this like 
heightened sense of anxiety that's out there in the world. And I, I can identify, you know, a whole bunch of different reasons for that. But, um, you know, there was this video that was uh, making the rounds in the last 24 hours of this kid uh, beating his teacher because she took his Nintendo Switch. Uh, I feel like that is the personification of uh, modern day society. You know, we are allowing the worst possible personality traits to kind of filter to the top and take over society, it seems like. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, you know, we had Game Boys. If a teacher took a Game Boy, you were lucky if you got it back. You know, you were lucky if the sisters weren't wrapping your knuckles with a ruler. And now in today's world, you know, you see that uh, a teacher gets essentially beat into the ground into oblivion. That happened miles from my home, very, very close to where I live. Um, so I, I, I guess I want to get your thoughts initially on uh, what happened after the pit, what, how you felt about that and how that's played out. And then I also want you to tie that into the, that heightened sense of tension and anxiety that we're seeing in the world. Yeah, it's a great question. So in terms of the pit, you know, if you don't know me, I've been doing this for only like 14 months now. Um, wasn't until like the vaccine mandate that uh, I lost my job and, you know, really got real for me. And and that's when I decided to to start doing, you know, live shows and pushing things out to a broader audience. And so when I went to the pit, it was very much a networking opportunity. I wasn't in any of your chats. I wasn't, you know, in with really any of the Anons that are, you know, in that group that, you know, was kind of, you know, focused on um, around that. And so, I think that it was a very good thing for me, right? It ended up, you know, growing a whole bunch of relationships and whatnot. And then relative to what happened, you know, I still think, you know, to some extent, you know, we don't have a full data set. You know, we've gone down certain rabbit holes and we've seen certain actions, but, uh, you know, they kind of fizzled out after the the elections. And so that leaves you to wonder, you know, what exactly was it and, and where is it going to go from here, if anywhere, and, uh, you know, I just, I tend to not focus on what I consider noise. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as I classify something as noise, I, I move on, right? I don't want to spend any time and energy. And in terms of how that relates to the chaos of today, I think that we are seeing a rise in chaos. Uh, we're seeing a rise in this general animosity and apprehension, the anxiety. I mean, I, everybody knows, even if they aren't admitting it or don't know why, something is wrong. And it's only getting worse, right? This uh, fear slave system that I call it is uh, squeezing all of us. You know, this yeah. inflation, these supply chains, uh, all of these events on the news that we hear nonstop, it's just, you know, bombarding us. And I think that over time, it does have a psychological effect. And, you know, they really, you know, you think of like MK Ultra and stuff like that, they try to like, bring people to certain emotional states such that they snap potentially. And, mm -hmm. you know, it may not take a whole lot, you know, I know that, yeah, like you said, with the Game Boys, you know, we would have gotten them taken away and we wouldn't have had much recourse. But nowadays it seems like they're just so much more bold in their actions. And to your point, I've seen a tremendous amount, unfortunately, of these very violent videos here lately, yes. you know, bus stop beatings, people getting beat up, you know, at school. And it makes you wonder, you know, really what's going on out there in people's minds. Absolutely. You know, they, they're, they're not forcing kids to learn very important subjects, you know, math, history, science. They're just allowing them to skate through school with only a cursory understanding of what it even means to enter society. And there's no value 
in being an American. There's no value in being a, a contributing member of society. Uh, all these kids are, are obsessed with, uh, you know, their online existence and uh, with Internet fame. Everybody wants to be an influencer. And that's like one of the most you know, just ab- abhorrent phrases that I can possibly imagine. Like the idea. I mean, they have influencers right now. That's who they have on television. That's who they have in Hollywood. You know, I mean, they use those people to send signals to the young people and to society and, you know, what's acceptable and how you're supposed to act. And obviously, the messages they've been sending for a very long time have just been absolutely out of control, totally whacked out. And, um, you know, and I think that this is uh, an, an interesting segue into the conversation for tonight because, you know, music... Uh, and entertainment has always been one of those mainline avenues that they use to influence the population. And, you know, we're going to be talking about ICP. Uh, t- tell me, you know, uh, one of the reasons that I, I like ICP is because they were an independent rock group. They were an independent rap band. You know, I mean, they did what they wanted. They were from Michigan. I was from Michigan. I thought it was super cool. You know, they had these uh, these shows where, like, You know, I've been to a lot of shows. I've been to like hip hop shows, you know, bands that are signed to major labels. And I've been to these, you know, little uh, uh, shows like at at the state theater and stuff. You know, I mean, it's like real intimate. Everybody is just hanging out. Uh, There's no fights there. There was no sense of danger at those ICP shows. But at the mainstream shows, it was like you had to watch your ass. You had to make sure that you weren't stepping on the wrong person's toes. And that's kind of that's kind of counterintuitive to what the uh, the perception is of the fan base for this group, because like the the FBI considers them to be a terrorist group or a gang or something crazy like that. And I certainly never felt like I was in a gang. Anyways, how did you get into these guys? Yeah, you know, we got a lot to flesh out tonight you know, as we get into it. But, uh, you know, at the high level, uh, I heard their music when I was like 10. And, you know, I grew up in an extremely dangerous and an extremely impoverished lifestyle, you know, with uh, drugs and domestic violence and, you know, a whole bunch of just constant turmoil around me. And what I've found, you know, in in terms of hanging out with these group of juggalos, these this family, if you will, uh, is that the music spoke uniquely to them in their trauma, in their situations, and it spoke real life to them. And they were able to actually internalize that deeper message, right? Where somebody mm-hmm. from the outside looking in might see it as vile and corrupt and even evil, you know, oh, they're painted faces like a clown, I'm automatically scared and going to reject it. Whereas, you know, the folks who had already seen the terror and the, you know, demons of this life could look past that, you know, and, and see See, you know, hey, these guys are real. Like you said, they came up from, you know, these ghettos in Detroit and, you know, they're you know, working with all these street gangs to try to make a name for themselves. And and so it's just a tremendously fascinating group of people. But yeah, I was about 10 years old when I when I got into them and I went headlong. I mean, I uh, I'll explain some of it tonight. Uh, I treated their music very much like the Q drops um, without mm-hmm. even knowing what the Q drops were in that, you know, we'd study them and we would really try to figure out what are these guys trying to tell us? Because if you listen to just a few of their CDs, you could immediately tell that they were trying to tell you something. And they kept referencing this mystery and this, this unveiling uh, that was coming. And so it was just magical. Like what are, what are they telling us and how do we, how do we figure it out? You're absolutely right. And myself and my friends, we did the exact same thing because the 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 songs are all layered. They really paint a picture. And then you've got the mystery of like the album art as well. 
and everything kind of ties together. And you, you, there's like that extra layer when you end up going to the shows and whether you put makeup on or not, you know, you're still in, embroiled in just this very counterculture, uh, you know, to everything that, you know, you know, I mean, it, it was an incredible time and, uh, and I really enjoyed it myself. And, you know, uh, uh, let me ask you this too. I forgot to ask this at the beginning. What were you doing before you started doing shows and before you started breaking stuff down? Yeah, so I'm a mechanical and aerospace engineer by background. Uh, I spent 12 years working at uh, an independent contractor for the United States government, the United States Space Force, uh, really working on rockets. So I'm a rocket scientist uh, by profession. And, you know, I was pretty much just that dumb and happy in that job until, you know, the vaccine mandates came around. And I, I knew when, they, you know, Biden got inaugurated. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to lose my job. And so we better start preparing for this. And sure enough, as the months went on, that's exactly what happened. And, you know, because I was able to prepare, I took like six months off and just really thought hard about what exactly do I want to do? And I just felt this nudge from God saying, you know, I blessed you to be able to do this where other people could not. And therefore, I want you to start putting out uh, the truth in a in a larger fashion. So I started doing a sub stack and started reviewing all the Q drops sequentially from a historical analysis perspective, not trying to speculate or figure anything out, just really trying to unpack what happened, regardless of what you believe about it. It was a real event and it affected people's lives. Um, and so I assess it from that historical perspective. And so that's what I was doing. And, you know, now I've got another day job and, you know, it's in the same things. I work on satellites instead of rockets, but uh, yeah, I, I very much, more enjoy what I'm doing now, even though it's a lot more work, you know, hanging out with you guys, bringing the truth to folks and, and just really stretching my brain and, and trying to help myself grow to be a better person. That's why I call my channel Patriots in Progress. We're all patriots and we're all in progress. I, I really like it. And I like your approach to kind of dissecting the drops as well. You know, I, I've always said, no matter what you think of the legitimacy of them or, you know, or, or what was occurring while it was, it was a real tangible phenomenon. And there is a lot that can be gleaned from it. And, uh, you know, as far as not speculating, I think that that is so important because, those drops are uh, just as layered as uh, any other secret messaging that you might be getting from any other place because you've got a number of different voices. You've got uh, a number of different messages included in them, uh, and not everything that you're reading is directly meant for you, that reader, you know, in that moment. I mean, it could be for a very specific uh, set of eyes. And uh, in order to kind of go through and really look at them from a high level, I think that it's necessary to do that from the very beginning. Um, so, okay, so let, let's get into uh, uh, the presentation that you have for us tonight. I don't want to waste any time. No, it'll take a little while to unpack. And so, you know, I just really encourage everyone to stick with it. You know, this is a very amazing ride. If you, if you, open your mind and just go down the rabbit hole with me. And I'm going to provide this unique perspective, uh, you know, in terms of like the Q drops, I'll hit that real quick, just to say that I'm a systems thinker, you know, I, I'm a system safety engineer. And so I think in systems and how systems interoperate and how everything connects. And I believe that, you know, in a lot of respects, like you said, you know, things have been injected into our music and our culture and our books, and that's both for the good and for the bad. And mm -hmm. it may be in 
intentional and it may be unintentional, but the facts of the matter is they also happened. And so I like to look at that. And then I also like to study like the flow of information between populations. I'm a big statistics guy. You know, I absolutely done mathematical analysis to prove the Q drops is mathematically impossible to be something mm-hmm. other than what they claim that they are. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Tonight, we're, we're going to focus on this mystery of the insane clown posse. It might be strangely familiar to some of you guys, um, but I believe that some of the things that we can extract and glean from their movement uh, are applicable today and may help us. And so we're going to touch on things like arch, arch, the typical storytelling, symbolism, energy. Uh, I'm going to touch on the metaphysics of Pepe the Frog. So how does Pepe as a meme actually work and why? Uh, the power of the collective, you talked about this mass following that they uh, amassed. And then we're going to, it's really a spiritual message tonight. So we're going to talk a little bit about God through this. Uh, we're going to talk etymology and language because those are also symbols and things that we use to communicate. And then we're going to wrap that all up with some meme magic at the end. So Love the it. end is my favorite part. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and roll video number one and just give everyone want an introduction to this crazy music genre that ICP helped build. All right, clip one. Remember me? You don't? You will now. And they wanted to know if I would trade 10 Juggalos for 100 mainstream fans. And I said I wouldn't trade 10 Juggalos for 100,000 mainstream fans. 10 Juggalos is priceless. Hi, kids. Welcome to Cloud Nine. We sure are glad you stopped by to see us. We got some special surprises for your red eyes tonight. We got the insane clown boss in the studio with the cop mount king. Put your thinking caps on. Ticket, please, thanks. Walk through the doors into the halls of illusions. Visit yours and see what could have, it should have, it would have been real. About what's going on in your head. Do it, don't you care? About the 17 days. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. 
Yeah, so that's a little longer. It'll be probably the longest clip um, of tonight, but I really wanted to showcase the whole genre. So it's not just ICP that we're talking about. They had a record label and they signed on a tremendous amount of other artists. And then those artists partnered with other artists like Tech Nine and Cottonmouth Kings. And so, I mean, before you knew it, as we were growing up and you probably saw some of this, it was a massive following. You would go to these shows and they were picking up like 20,000 people at a gathering of the Juggalos and you could go to these uh, concert halls and it would just be packed and you know there'd just be nothing but these you know uh clowns right you know just lining the streets and people didn't understand us and like you said the fbi accosted us and so there's a lot of similarities in terms of you know that uplifting message so when you were listening to that that message up front you know it probably isn't what you expected right you know we're talking about insane clown posse and you know when you're listening to that music it's you know, I clipped out, you know, the, the, uh, uplifting parts, right? It's just this wild message. And so that's what we'll talk a little bit about, um, tonight. And well, so, the, yeah, any questions on that? Well, there, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's always the pervading, I guess, specter of the carnival. Like that's their, their baseline. But they do have a lot of uh, hopeful messages and, you know, kind of uh, uplifting things that are going on. And, you know, I, 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 I've always, always wondered, why ICP was so reviled, like among like the people who don't haven't ever listened to them or don't understand them. All they ever, ever heard is is the hatred that's spewed at them from people in the industry or, uh, you know, just average, ever average everyday people because they don't understand the concept. They don't understand where it came from. You know, I mean, it's like coming out of the inner city of Detroit. It's, you know, it's 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 impoverished white kids who are trying to make better for themselves. And, you know, also don't forget, Kid Rock got his start with these guys way back in the day. You know, I remember when Kid Rock went national and signed uh, with a major label and I was like, holy crap. You know, I mean, he made it. It was that was that was absolutely incredible. But you're right. They they lifted up a lot of other people at the same time. And I've never heard of any violence at one of these shows. I've never heard of, uh, you know, anybody that was a juggalo being involved in some, you know, I guess. What do they call it? The knockout game. They're pushing people out in the street. You know, I mean, but there are plenty of other people from other genres that are involved in that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to to summarize and help characterize the background of it. And, and so, yeah, I think where we should go to next is the next clip. And this is just ICP themselves talking a little bit about their journey and the hatred and how they are so mainstream at the end of the day due to the resistance. Um, and, and yeah, so let's go there. All right. Right now, I'm happy to welcome Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope, Insane Clown Posse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right here to Studio Q. There's so much to talk about with you guys. Uh, you guys go back to the late 80s musically. You've built something uh, basically unprecedented uh, in terms of your fan base and, and your support and the way you've built your careers. To, to cut it simple and dry, there's two ways up the mountain, mm -hmm. okay? You can come along and get discovered. A bigger name rapper can come along and bring you on tour and put you on their label. A record company can discover you. Or the guaranteed way is to walk up that mountain and start from the bottom and do it yourself. I picked up, we've sold millions and millions of albums. Millions. We've got, I think, five gold records and two double platinum albums, right? And, and I picked up an encyclopedia of rock in the States, about four inches thick. It covered everybody who's everybody in alphabetical order. And are we in there? Hell no. When it comes to ICP, it doesn't count. You're like, why not? We're always on the billboard charts. 
let's go to the Billboard Music Awards. And we walked the red carpet. When we got out of that limousine, you know, all the fans that gathered to watch the people watch the red carpet. When we got out of that limousine, we got booed. Round of yeah, But it's awesome. That's what makes us who we are. That's what makes it. The colder it is on the outside, the warmer it is on the inside. Consider us, I consider us like punk rap. Like the Sex Pistols of rap or the Misfits of rap, you know? Like, I like being the bad guy to the mainstream world. Again, you know, it, he, he's so right on because those are those were also some of my favorite bands in high school. It was like ICP, uh, Descendants, Sex Pistols, uh, you know, just go down that list of, uh, of, of, of old school punk bands and then uh, uh, rap that was uh, uh, not from the mainstream. Go ahead. Yeah, and it, it's just really wild. And, you know, in terms of what they amassed, if you follow the rabbit hole of their music down far enough, you actually get to the conspiracy truth movement and you find people like Immortal Technique and Ill Bill and these people who are just they're literally rapping about like the truths of 9-11 and some of the atrocities down in Costa Rica and whatnot. And so I just look back and I'm like, man, those are some some solid seeds being planted the whole way, you know, in terms of, you know, my future understanding of the world. And, you know, though I didn't understand it all necessarily back then, it's just really wild. And what I like about them is that they didn't capitulate to the mainstream, Mm -hmm. right? They held their values their whole time you know they were okay doing the extra work uh to not get the free handouts to not be a part of that crowd and i think that that is part of why they got so much pushback and we'll get into that uh, in a little bit with with some of the fbi stuff but uh, i think it's probably time to start introducing the mystery and so really the main event number one tonight is this phenomenon or this saga called the six jokers cards and so each of these cds these albums that they would put out uh, as their main headliner albums they did a lot of stuff on the side they were called jokers cards and really what they did is they told another piece of the story and over time they just became wildly anticipated you may even remember uh waiting for one yourself oh yeah and so yeah it's it's just really cool and it's just so massive what they built. And so I think that we should probably play that third video just to really introduce this mystery and listen closely to some of the things that they're saying almost 20, 30 years ago now and how relevant and applicable it is today. The wind chimes sent their peaceful melodies into the ears of the sleepy residents. Something evil headed toward this small town as the residents slept. There were savage jesters and wicked ringmasters. There were horrid freak shows and sights only the impending doom will witness. The people of this town will unwillingly witness the show of their lives, only rumored to exist. A hand of six jokers cards. This is very rare and suggests something most hideous is approaching you. You should be visited by a dark circus, a circus of horror, pain, and anguish. This traveling mass of evil will leave your lifeless corpse to rot while entrapping your soul to be displayed at future stops. Oh yes, you must also be aware that it is your own evil doings which have brought about this dreaded carnival's visit. All of the sins and hatred you have cast during your life have whipped and spun into form, the form of one. One who leads this gruesome parade of pain into your life. One sinister beast, one known only as the Ringmaster. 
Yeah, some of the OG stuff. You know, I didn't get into the ICP until the Great Malenko, so the fourth Joker's cards. And so I found myself working backwards. Same kind of thing with Q. I didn't come in until 2019, and so I found myself working backwards. And yeah, I mean, what I find so interesting is it's telling us the story of this broken system at the its fundamental roots and this you know, system that perpetuates itself by really preying on the most weak and vulnerable in this world. And they, they accost and they call out all the things like, you know, sexual abuse and domestic violence and the corruption in the legal systems. And it's, it's like they knew, right? Because of their own struggles in life growing up like we did potentially, they could see just a little bit more of the reality versus the illusion that's always cast onto us by the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. And so I take these, this saga, these stories as uh, them giving us some insight and trying to encourage us to think outside of the box, to stop listening to the mainstream. And that's why they were so anti-industry. I think they were trying to draw a divide there because they knew that if people could get away from that operation mockingbird, maybe they could think for themselves and maybe they could change their lives. And eventually through things like Q, we all come together potentially and fight this common enemy. So, and and I'm absolutely not saying I think that these guys are connected by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is just a really good example of how God can work over time to unite various populations that are otherwise ununitable. Absolutely. And, you know, there's there's also that constant undercurrent of uh, inclusion among the, uh, the outcasts and, you know, the island of misfit toys, you know, I mean, people who don't feel like they belong anywhere can come here and have a place to belong. And and I've often thought that as well, uh, considering, you know, the nature of the truth community, you know, I mean, we're talking about subjects, things that people don't want to hear about often things that are disturbing and shining a light into very dark areas. And, you know, you get cast out of society for, for doing those things. You know I mean? Think about, I, I don't know if, uh, if you've, had the experience of being banned on all these platforms, you know, but I mean, like I, I, I've gone through it. Many of the people here in the audience have gone through it and it, it, it's for nothing more than wanting to speak the truth, not just our truth, but actual truth, objective truth. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I have been censored by this current wave of censorship. And I didn't have a big account by any means because I hadn't gone public and really wasn't pushing much out there. But I got censored with everyone else all the same. And so, yeah, I have felt that. And I've been shadow banned and nobody sees any of my posts. And, you know, it's just been this continual struggle to find a platform that is open and free. And I think that we're slowly building those um, in other areas of the walks. But yeah, I mean, to tie that into, you know, the insane clown posse, you know, and what you said earlier about the FBI, you know, in 2011, the FBI actually classified their fan base as a domestic terrorist gang, right? A gang like MS-13. And, you know, what, what did they get accosted for? Well, it was for gathering a massive amount of people, giving them truth, exposing mm-hmm. the system. And those types of things are always dangerous for the establishment. It's like, you know, a box of Tinder that's just ready to ignite and spark a revolution. And so they tamped those things down. They sent the FBI after them and it trickled down into modern society to where, um, in my, my high school, I spent an, inordinate amount of time in the principal's office just because I wanted to wear a shirt 
right? I wanted to wear a shirt with a clown on it. And so they would pull me out of class and, you know, they'd, they'd suspend me and you know, eventually they'd try to expel me. And it was all because I wouldn't capitulate and I wouldn't, you know, give in to say, Hey, why can't I wear this shirt with this clown on it? When, you know, this rocker kid's wearing a slipknot shirt, right? right? <clears throat> just, just as, you know, ugly on the appearance, you know, it's maybe even uglier. Um, and, I, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. And so that's really when my brain started ticking, you know, about late high school that something really wasn't going on, uh, something right wasn't going on in the world. And it was a little bit bigger than that. And so I started looking at things like, uh, 9-11 a little bit more heavily. Um, it had just happened, you know, when I was a freshman in high school and we started figuring things out. And, you know, by the end of high school, you know, we pretty much speculated that our election systems were rigged and, you know, a whole bunch of these other things that really weren't confirmed for almost 15 more years in, mm-hmm. in my life. So, uh, it's just really weird, um, that they would send the ice, uh, the FBI after ICP. Does it sound familiar? Mm-hmm. It sounds very familiar. Very familiar. All right. You want me yeah. to queue up uh, uh, the next clip? Was that we're on clip five? Yes, please. OK. Uh, clip number four. Oh, clip number four. OK. FBI, FBI saying juggalos are a gang. All the press that comes with that. That takes our entire legacy. Everything we've done. Everything we've done in our career for the last 26 years, and it just takes a dump on all of it. The FBI, 2011, they classified your entire fan base, uh, the Juggalos, as a loosely organized hybrid gang. And that's uh, affecting lives, and- you know, that's just not affecting... Our career and I like that. You got like a 13 year old kid that lives out in the sticks rocking a hatchet man shirt, you know what I'm saying? A rocking ICP shirt and suddenly he's in a gang. It's like they're, they're in the Bloods or Crips or MS 13 or something like that. You got people getting kicked out the army. You got, you got, you know, everyday upstanding citizens because they got a, a, a little hatchet man tattoo on their shoulder all of a sudden now in a gang file. <laughs> But if you're in a gang file, that sentence is harsher. There's, there's guys that when we started out, they were a homie sticking by us. Well, guess what? 26 years later, it's their career. They have families, wives. All of a sudden, chains like Hot Topics and stuff like that. They don't carry ICP swag anymore it's because apparel. it's it's not gang related to your Juggalos are a family, mm-hmm. and they're and they're more beautiful and open-minded and awesome than anything in history of rock and roll. And then you just take it all hmm. and call it a gang. Ooh. Like when it first happened in 2011, we thought it was funny. We're like, "Oh, we're a gang. That's cool. We're gang then." But then once everything started happening, repercussions started. The fallout. Here. I'm more upset about affecting. The people that want to represent us, want to wear one of our shirts or have one of our tattoos, all of a sudden being called gang members. We got uh, one of them Juggalo kits. I uh, got a Juggalo perp. He's, perp. He's got a T-shirt. Come in. He's got a T-shirt on. 
It certainly does produce a chilling effect. Uh, Bay Theater Dave said, as a son of SoCal, I loved Social D, the Plimsolls, True Sounds of Liberty, and all the fathers of the SC punk scene. But in hindsight, they were naive, succumbing to the very thing that they claimed to hate. And ICP seems to have learned from those mistakes. Certainly, everybody sold out, except for ICP. That's the thing, you know, and uh, it's... the, the, the way that the FBI can destroy you with simply a bulletin is uh, is profound. I mean, and we saw the exact same thing. Suddenly, the Arizona office comes out with uh, with a bulletin stating that people who follow anonymous posts online also might be affiliated with some type of extremist group. You know, back then it was uh, terrorism. It was gangs. And now it's uh, it's violent right wing extremists. Yeah, and the mothers of the school boards, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, their their legalism knows no bounds, and they absolutely know how to weaponize the system against us. It's been practiced for decades and decades, and it is really chilling, you know, that they've been at it this long and that they're so effective at it that they do it without abandon. They're they're not concerned that they would go after an entire fan base of, of people, mm-hmm. you know, just normal people. And to to ICP's point it would trickle down and have real effects. You know, they go into some examples where some of the fans would get arrested and they would have that harsher sentence, right? Just because they're in a gang file. Now they're getting, you know, locked up with some of the most egregious criminals, you know, in the system. And it just perpetuates what those fans were already experiencing, right? Because they're already potentially in trouble. They're already, you know, trying to dig themselves out of a poverty situation. And it's just not helping them is the point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shannon loves Sharp over on uh, Rumble also says, Howdy, Zach, from Taiwan. I'm glad you got there safe. Uh, She said, Folks here are wondering why the Americans elected a president whose son is a crackpot and a whoring scumbag. (laughs) They know something's off with the U.S. pretender-in-chief. Make sure that you tell every single one of them that asks that we didn't elect him, that he was installed, and uh, they can call him the (laughs) resident-in-chief. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, one more thing I'll say about that is, you know, with all of that persecution, I think that we can find ourselves in that same exact boat today where we see all of this persecution mm-hmm. and this weaponization against the system. But I think what we can glean from these juggalos, from this fan base, is that you have to embrace this chaos. You have to figure out a way to really take all of that animosity and persecution yeah. and, and pen, you know, channel it and then push it back out in a positive way. Use it as motivation, right? Don't use it as your destruction. And, oh, and so, yeah, so whenever profound. you're ready, yeah, well, we can go to the, the next video. But j- just to piggyback on that, I mean, you know, I can tell you when they first started writing articles about me specifically, obviously it's affecting me, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I really didn't like it. I didn't want to talk about it at all. I didn't want to lean into it. I didn't want to give it any power. Uh, But at a certain point, those articles and the hit pieces started having real life consequences for me. You know, I mean, there was no way to escape it. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you a funny story. I've never told this on the air, but uh, there was back when I ran for city council, early 2000s, like 2002 or 2003. I don't remember what. It was an off year election. There was a guy who uh, helped me with my campaign. And we used to be really close. And then we ended up working on another project together after that. And things got weird. Like, I, I don't know, we, we ended up, you know, parting ways and, and we were not friends after that. But he had mentioned this 
group called Media Matters to me back then, you know, and he, you know, he he was a lifelong Democrat. And so he had a good opinion of Media Matters. And I'm certain that he reads and read Media Matters, uh, you know, while I was producing the show. And right after the first article got written about me and they published a picture of me, he called me out of the blue after like 10 years and uh, didn't didn't mention anything about it, but just said that he wanted to catch up and see how I was doing. And I I never once you know mentioned what my current career path was because I didn't want to talk politics with him. But, you know, I mean, that that's the kind of thing that uh, that happens when they start smearing you in the press. You know, friends and family can uh, uh, fall out. People don't want anything to do with you anymore. Uh, it becomes difficult to to find work. You know, obviously, if uh, if if someone like us was at an event again, like January 6th, and somebody wanted to uh, uh, pop something off in, in the same way they did back then, they could legitimately round us up and hit us with those. Uh, um, what do they call them? multipliers because of our affiliations? You know, so, uh, yeah, it's just it, it's sad. Yeah, it's absolutely insane how much power they have in terms of affecting our real lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were talking about during COVID, it's it's amazing that a bunch of mandates was the reason why I lost my job. I mean, they they absolutely destroyed my career. It's cost me hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in terms of lost equity and getting into this other house. And it's, you know, just things that wouldn't have otherwise happened, you know, all because, you know, I chose to be free. And, yep. you know, to your point, you know, then you get the media on top of it and they're calling us crazy QAnons and, you know, we, we drink baby's blood or whatever they say. And other people will believe that, right? And so it does <laughs> affect your relationships. And, you know, I know lots of Anons who, they haven't been invited over to Thanksgiving with their families for years now because they won't take a vaccine because they yep. won't wear a mask. And it's like these are like real life consequences that are potentially going to span for generations in terms of their effects. And so we absolutely have to win this war. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing and yep. why I think that this story is particularly interesting. All right. Awesome. Uh, next clip. <clears throat> yeah, let's roll the next clip. So this is the, the continuation of the story from the next two. So the middle two Joker's cards. Okay, so this is, I'm sorry, this was clip five? Clip five. Yes, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your death. Now let's see where you're headed. Turn the crank and experience what's in store for you.
Okay, so starting to notice uh, uh, a biblical undertone coming through now. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of reflection. And in the next video, when we get to it, will will be ICP kind of describing what they were trying to get after in some of this music. And, and so I think right now it's probably good to introduce a couple of the topics I mentioned in the beginning. And so this would be symbolism. And this is the use of symbols to represent ideas or qualities. And so symbols come in the form of language. They come in the form of pictures. They can be good. They can be bad. You know, there's all kinds of it. Think about it like branding, right? The mm-hmm. McDonald's logo is a symbol. Um, yes. And then, yeah, we talked about language. And, and to your point earlier, art and music those types of things in times of revolution and oppression are extremely powerful because they're something that are extremely hard to tamp down and, and censor, you know, in some fashion. So people will oftentimes, right, make memes, right? And that's like an ancient practice, even though the terminology is is newer. And they do this to affect change, to communicate the message, to, to ask for help, right? You know, put a note in a bottle and throw it out to sea because you're trapped and you're trying to, to get that truth out. And so, you know, I also want to introduce the concept of energy. And so the the second main event that we'll get into at the end is going to talk about mimetic warfare and how I think, you know, we we can have an upper hand in this battle moving forward if we are aware of the opportunity. And so, you know, in terms of energy, and based on my understanding of like quantum physics, we really don't live in a physical reality. This Mm -hmm. is just something that manifests itself. And it's just a bunch of patterns of light. And when we look at it, it turns into a particle and it is what we see. And so like the chair is just energy and it's just vibrating at this particular frequency. and, And we look at it and it's a chair, but if we never looked at it, it would just be light waves floating out there in, in space. And so the concept of this meme magic, from what I understand, I've been doing a lot of studying on it is to take actionable steps to actually change that frequency, Mm -hmm. right? Change the energy such that it manifests itself in a different way. And so I'll ask you, do you ever wonder why the powers that be are in such desperation to always control information Mm -hmm. and, and have that control structure? Isn't that interesting? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and just, uh, to build on a point that you mentioned there about, uh, you know, the waves of light, you know, uh, from looking into I- experiments with what the, with the way that things are perceived, uh, you can actually change the behavior of photons through your direct observation. And so, you know, you ab- you're absolutely right on with uh, with what you were saying about the the form and nature of our reality and the way that we perceive things. And so I think that kind of ties into exactly why they want to control the flow of information, because if people are observing, if, if you're paying attention, essentially, uh, it makes it more difficult for them to be able to get away with certain things. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great segue to this short example that I have. So think about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. right? Before he runs, he has a certain frequency about him, right? Everybody loves the guy. Yes. They even want him to be president. Then he runs for president. He starts interjecting you know, or projecting onto himself a different frequency. Mm-hmm. He starts to be anti-establishment. He starts to be American first, a nationalist, anti-globalism. 
And we, the people who resonated with that, who could see that energy, that frequency, we manifested Donald Trump as this American first president that we wanted. He was all for us and he was going to save the world from this evil structure that we're up against. Mm -hmm. However, at the same time, you have this mimetic warfare going on with the mainstream media and they are projecting onto him a false energy. They're projecting onto him, you know, this energy of negativity and people manifested that, right? The people that maybe still have Trump, Trump derangement syndrome, they see him as a racist, a bigot. Uh, you know, he's going to be a dictator. He was supposed to start World War III. And if the mainstream media was successful at that in a larger and larger scale, everybody would have manifested Donald Trump in that light. Mm-hmm. Look at what they did to Saddam Hussein. Look at what oh, yeah. they did to Muammar Gaddafi, right? Mm-hmm. They were terrorists. And, you know, if you dig back now, you find out, I don't know if they were terrorists. They just didn't want to use the dollar. They didn't want to use the petrodollar to trade in. And so, yeah, you just, that's kind of what I mean in terms of meme magic and a good example of that. Okay. And uh, we're on to clip seven. Yeah. So, um, you know, what I'll say before clip seven is, you know, listen to this one and they're going to describe what they're doing with this music. And like you said, they do have a religious undertone under it. It is a story of salvation. It's a classic archetype between, you know, good versus evil and how good triumphs. And so, yeah, it's just really interesting. So video six. Video six. Sorry about that. Okay. Welcome to the dark carnival. (laughs) We call it the dark carnival. That's what the name we've given the magic. Our fans for ICP define the term fan. It's short for fanatical. The bond is way beyond uh, what you consider a fan. It's a family. Once they start listening to ICP, they stop listening to other music. That magic is what these people are feeling. The juggalos are feeling. It it goes through the music. They listen exclusively to ICP. But there's certain lines and certain things we say that are very real. Certain people pick up on those lines. Other people don't. And they take it quite seriously. I look into the faces of our fans and I see that they've been touched. So when they go to our concert or something we're doing, they're now meeting all kinds of people right, like that. Average ICP fan is extremely loyal. I mean, they come to the shows and, you know, most of them are going to paint their faces. It's a release. It's like therapy to them because they hear us rapping about the same kind of stuff they've been going through their whole life. And they know they're not alone. Basically, to them, there's nothing fantasy about it. It's like, it's what they're into. They're into the whole clown and carnival thing, and it really is a real existence to that. Uh, Most of us really don't know them personally because uh, they make it a point to not be seen, not be anywhere near the venue before or after the show. And if you listen to the album and you hear, you pick up on the messages, each Joker's card was more or less another way for you to look at yourself. Nothing about ICP is there for chance. It, all of it has a reason. It all is like a piece of a puzzle. We, we all we have to live in a real world. Why does the music have to always keep it real, too? Mm-hmm. Our music takes you away. 
<clears throat> and there's something to be said for that escape, you know. Um, I one thing that I've uh, I've always tried to to highlight is that <clears throat> it seems like the the right the the conservative movement had abdicated art and entertainment. You know, like the idea was it was all controlled by by the evil uh, deep state. You know, the the Hollywood elites. Uh, they're the the only arts and entertainment that's out there in popular culture uh, must in some way be perverted or it must uh, contain negative symbolism. Um, but that's not the case. I mean, you know, you, you've got artists like this. You know, I think they paved the way for Tom McDonald. Uh, and uh, and I see a lot of people on the right in the last year or two really embracing that need for that escapism, that arts and entertainment. You know, it's OK to turn your brain off every now and then. So it's okay to, to, you know, allow yourself to slip away and kind of, you know, slough off the, the, uh, the, the anxiety of the day and all the, the negative things that we end up talking about and, and focusing on. Um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that we're not continuing to work for that common goal of, of defeating this evil that's taken over the world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to ask you, you said you had been to some shows. Have you ever been entirely drenched in Fago? <laughs> On a number of occasions. <laughs> yes, yes. And for, you know, for people who are not from Michigan or don't listen to ICP, that's probably one of the weirdest things you've ever heard. But Fago is like Michigan's soda pop, okay? Uh, it is, it's what you drink, you know, I mean, especially if you're, if you're living in the ghetto, it's super cheap and they have all these great flavors. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like half the price of Mountain Dew. It's half the price of Coke. You know, I mean, you can get all kinds of two liters of Fago and you go to an ICP show and they have just mountains of two liters like all over the stage and they're opening it up. They're squirting it on people and you will always be totally drenched and sticky by the end of the show and it's just a pure escapist fun oh yeah it's just so wild you know you, you're drenched in fago you get out of the show it's like midnight and it's freezing cold like I, we were in denver you know that's where i grew up and so that's where we went and it was always like be cold because they do them in like the october time frame mm-hmm. and you know then you gotta walk to your car and you get in you're all sticky and you're like ah, oh, this is just crazy and then you find out that fago on your clothes it's pretty toxic like in terms of like it eats it away like yes. it'll like eat little holes in your shirts and stuff and so it's just such a wild concept but like you said there's nothing like an icp show i've been to shows of many many different shapes and forms i've been to them in all different kinds of venues and i have never had just such a out of this world experience as i have at an icp show they just they really knew how to throw a show and and create that story right certainly and so yeah um you know this is the point where we get to the end of the Joker's cards, right? There, you know, that was one through four, and we'll go through five and six next. And so, uh, this is kind of where I'm super deep in this movement, and all my friends are juggalos at this point, and you know, we're waiting for the next CDs. We're we're getting bootleg copies of things like their, their interviews run Napster and downloading stuff and LimeWire yeah. or whatever it was, and you know, we just couldn't get enough, and it was really because we're trying to figure this out, trying to figure out this message. What is this six jokers card that's coming? And we saw it. We saw all these clues. And my friends and I, we pretty much got it right in terms of of knowing that it was a religious undertone and that they were going to come out with something a little bit uh, less than appreciated at the time. And so, yeah, we just, we hypothesized a lot. There's a lot of anticipation and, and yeah, some of us figured it out, but really 
same kind of concept as today. The end wasn't for everybody. And so let's check out that video number seven and, and take this piece home. Okay. Oh, well, perhaps you could use a gift yourself. Well, I'm not much for old shit like this myself. But I insist. I have something just right for you. This will help you find more than you're looking for. A candle, huh? Yeah, well, maybe I'm in the wrong place. Consider it a gift from your neighbor. But I, I got electricity in my house. No, this is no ordinary candle, my boy. Come closer and witness the light that this magical candle will shed upon your life. Listen, uh, I really gotta get going. Witness, my friend. Witness the light. Presence can be felt by those who have followed the epic saga as told by the insane clown posse. It is a presence that is synonymous with the crumbling of time itself. Thus emerges a being so powerful that he can exist between both the land of the living and that of the dead. He goes by many names, but is known to the living only as the Wraith. He walks upon worlds forgotten and descends from heaven's faded to gray to witness the death of all mortal things so that he may guide the departed upon the path that they have chosen. Here is the story of the path to Shangri-La, the Six Jokers card. Only now will we truly understand the meaning of the saga. For this saga all along, each Joker's card is actually none other than the echo of our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sensational and amazing Carnival of Carnage. The Okay. And uh, Joy Joy out in the chat said, my son is a juggalo. <laughs> he said he was in ooh, high ooh. school and I thought he was listening to the worst music out there. But then he explained what they were all about. <clears throat> very cool. Very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, it was always funny seeing like the parents bring, you know, a car full of juggalos to one of these concerts. And you know, the parents, you know, sometimes they liked it. Sometimes you could tell they really weren't uh, so into it. But yeah, I mean, it's it, it's really cool that, you know, you help your son explore that area of his life. And, you know, one of the things that this has led me to, because when I stopped listening to ICP, I got married and I found Jesus and, you know, my wife didn't appreciate the music too much. We started mm -hmm. having kids and and I really just it was like a hole inside of me in terms of just listening to this music all the time. And I searched and I searched and I could never find anything to fill that gap until I found underground Christian rap. And some of these underground Christian rap artists out there like Andy Mineo and uh, Bizzle and things like that, they just absolutely blow the water off of even, you know, some of the, the best of the best in the mainstream in terms of mm -hmm. their lyrical ability. And, and, and yeah, it's all for Christ. And so it's just a really, really cool thing. And uh, yeah, so it all ended up being about God. Right. Those six jokers cards, a whole decade worth of, you know, speculation and stories, all of the, you know, opposition. This is in the midst of them getting, you know, labeled a gang. Uh, they're still 
pressing forward, they still come out with this uh, message at the end of this. And so I want to quickly follow that one up with video number eight. And what I want everyone to to pay attention to or think about is the concept of think mirror, right? They're mirroring a lot of things here, right? They're, they're giving an appearance on one hand, but then the reflection back is different depending on who you are and how you're manifesting that energy. And then also to think a psychological operation, right? Mm-hmm. How do you awaken an entire population to the the seeds of revolution, if you will? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, over here on Rumble, L-swap the word, LS-swap the world. Oh, LS-swap, you're doing an engine swap? Okay, back in the days when it was twisted, Dark Lotus ICP, I remember being a hardcore conservative with hardcore liberals as a family back then. They did bring unity, however silly it was. And then Joy J also said they lost like half their base when they came out as believers. And uh, LS-swap the world, did you ever dig on that on the Dark Lotus albums like In Bloom? Not me personally. Yeah, I absolutely did. And I think the Dark Lotus, the original one, if you go back and listen to it now and and listen for some of the things that we've learned after going down this truth rabbit hole, you will absolutely see a tremendous amount of truth bombs. It is almost, I mean, it's almost Christian rap in my opinion. Mm -hmm. However, uh, the one thing they don't really mention in in, in terms of their entire story arc is they don't mention any particular religion. They're really just seeding that there is a God and whatnot. And you can get to Jesus through their music, but um, it's not as overt. And so, yeah, just really, really wild. So yeah, play that video eight when you're ready. And uh, this one's wild. Okay. And uh, also joint, join interviews, dropped a link, uh, and they say, I edited this ICP Vanilla Ice video. Like, is this, did ICP and Vanilla Ice do a track together? And like, you were the editor on the video? I, I will pull this up in another window and maybe we can watch it after uh, Sean's presentation is done. But uh, here we go. And the other thing was, on all of our albums, we always throw the number 17 around. Mm-hmm. We mentioned 17 all the time. People would always say, what's up with 17? And we would say, on track number 17 of the six Jokers card, all will be revealed. We released the six Joker card. It was monumental in the Juggalo world. And on track 17, that's where we said basically... More or less, we said the carnival is God, you know. If you had your entire fan base waiting for you to say something, what are you going to say? Of course, you're going to say, this is all about God, and let's all keep the party going in heaven, man. When you're, when you're, when you're 24 and you hear the six Joker card, you might not dig that. You might be like, how corny, how stale. But... Fast forward 20 years in your life when you're 44 and you've got three daughters, you might feel a little bit different about that last Joker card and what we said. You know, it's a message for life. How does the 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 violence on these albums and all those things play into this concept that is ultimately positive? Because it gets your attention. You can't just go on there and preach to everybody. You got to speak their language. You got to show them you're one of them. At the end of the day and say, thank you for supporting us. And if you've got our logos tattooed all over your body, I just want to say, man, you know, live a righteous life. Because we believe in afterlife and we want to see you there. So this was, <clears throat> for me personally, 
one of the coolest interviews that I've ever seen, you know, not just with these guys, but with anybody to, to, to realize that like covertly this entire time, it was all leading to salvation, that they were Christians and they just didn't come out and overtly say it. You know, I think that is, I think there's something to be said for that kind of stealth delivery. And uh, certainly, you know, as Joy Joy said, you know, I mean, when people realized it, you know, it really resonated with some people. You're like, hey, you know, I mean, it's like, this is speaking my language, you know, I mean, like, I I identify with them even more now. Uh, But then other people were disappointed and upset. And I think that they're probably the ones who need to come to Jesus more than anyone else. (laughs) Yeah, it was wild. I mean, I remember when this came out, and we were like, you know, really happy that we really called it right. And, you know, the reality was, is I wasn't a Christian at that time, right? I had a lot of issues with organized religion at the time. And it wasn't until many years later, my wife would, you know, bring me back to the church setting in a much different way, in a much different type of church, you know, expository teaching of the Bible kind of thing. Just, hey, we're going to read the Bible and see what it says. That's my kind of church. Um you know, it wasn't until much later that I became a Christian. And so, um, you know, I didn't really resonate with this message, uh, you know, any more than an average person. And, you know, we followed the band for a little while longer. But the reality was, is a lot of us were getting older and we started going to college and having kids and we didn't hang out as much. And so we just kind of fizzled out. And it really wasn't until, you know, recently that I was doing something on YouTube. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Been like a twisted video came up, and I was like, holy cow, these guys are still going. Going. Like it's been 10 years since I've listened to some of this stuff. And I started going back and I'm like, holy cow, they're actually marketing to a brand new audience and they've changed their music style tremendously from before. And it's given a much, much different message. It still sounds dark. It still mm-hmm. looks dark. They still love the horrorcore type, you know, personas and symbolism about it. But I think that that is a camouflage. You know, like you were saying, how do you deliver those good messages to the people who need them without getting that? you know, spotlight put on you all the time. You know, if you were just out there doing it normally, you know, one, people probably wouldn't think it was very cool and wouldn't listen. And two, if it was overt, the system, the establishment would much more easily be able to identify you and take you out. And uh, yeah, I have one more video um, on these Joker's cards. And I want to illustrate in this two things. One, the duality. So with good, there's always evil, right? These things exist at the same time. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, our world goes through the cycles that we see, the centralization, decentralization, this slavery and freedom, you know, prosperity, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they came out with a CD. It was the Joker's card part two, or it was like, you know, the six Joker's card part two the first one was called shangri-la which was like the heaven version Mm -hmm. and then the second one was called hell's pit and the intro to this one they actually uh demonstrate some of the ways that they would subliminally interject the information into their music for those who were paying attention and those who would do the riddle solving to figure it out and you know it's standard you go back to you know some of the old albums on vinyl and you know they play things in reverse right and so you'd have to go decode that and back in the day with like napster and things like that it was pretty hard to decode reverse uh, music in, inside of that. And, and I want you to pay especially close attention to the subtitles in this one. And so this one's video number nine when you're ready. Okay. And uh, real briefly, the user who dropped the ICP Vanilla Ice collab uh, said that he runs Vanilla Ice's YouTube channel and that Ice is a juggalo. And he also dropped an interview of uh, of Ice talking about ICP from back in the day, too. So I just wanted you to know that I grabbed all those links. And, uh, you know, I used to love Vanilla Ice when I was a kid, too. I mean, that was like, you know, on nonstop when I was in middle school. So, OK, uh, clip number nine, you said. Yeah. And, and okay. before you do that real quick, you know, yeah, absolutely. Vanilla Ice is a juggalo. You know, the one guy from like Half Baked was a juggalo. The guy, you know, did like butternuts or whatever and went to jail. I forget what his name was in, in real life. Um, and there's just so many of them out there who really resonated with this music and you would see him hang out. And so they did have a little 
click or a little circle, like you said, Kid Rock. And so, yeah, I uh, absolutely know which song this is, but I haven't heard it for a long time. So when we get okay. there, I'll be excited <laughs> to see that. That's really cool. Awesome. And uh, yes, I see some people asking about Roku out there. I do have a Roku channel on there, but I don't stream the videos live on there. Unfortunately, it's just cost prohibitive. It's It costs too much money. And um, there's only so many people who subscribe. It doesn't equal out. I end up paying money to be able to uh, to stream them. But I take the videos after I am live on all these other platforms, and then I upload them to my Roku channel. But here we go. Clip number nine. Yeah, uh, you know, on that that note of duality, I mean, it's it it's true. Uh, you know, this is why the other side focuses on it so much because there is energy that they can harvest, and it's so interesting to hear the um uh, the, the the backwards vocal track delivering a message about God rather than a message about you know some satanic overtones because that's always how it seems to be used. Yeah, absolutely. And and I wanted to play that one because specifically, like I said, if you dig just a little bit deeper than their revelation that was public information and you, you went uh, again down the rabbit hole, you would actually find the Jesus in there. You know, they said everybody needs some Jesus in their life. And so, you know, just to recap, all of these six Jokers cards were telling people to reflect on their own spiritual behavior, right? Their own inputs and outputs in terms of the energy of this universe. And they're really trying to express that this system is failing and that we would exacerbate that, right? Our own sins as we would continue to go down this path and would continue to, you know, go to the mainstream media for our sources and continue to just get dumber and dumber in terms of Operation Mockingbird, we would actually cause our own demise. And you see that that's kind of a biblical archetype in terms of, you know, the people fall away from God after a period of prosperity. They find themselves in captivity and in slavery. And it's not until they're in the deepest, dark pits of their slavery that they then reach their hands up, call out to God, and he comes and restores the land and, you know, uh, uproots the evil, if you will. And so, you know, that's really the question that I always have in, in this particular time frame is when are we? You know, are we in just another one of these cycles of history? Are we in the eschaton that's, you know, in the book of Revelation? Do mm-hmm. we understand even what that book means at this point? Because I'm not so sure that, you know, we've gotten it all right. And right. so it's just, it brings a lot of questions up. It's a fantastic story. And I think that this is probably the time to introduce uh, what I would consider the main event tonight. So if you've hung on with me for this long, I think this is like 
the best. Um, you know, the, the rest of it's just really interesting. I love how they threw 17 in their, their music for so long. It was just like 17, 17, 17. And as I was growing up, we looked and we searched and we couldn't find anything. And it wasn't until later that they claimed that they had said that it was that 17 track that it was going to be revealed on, but we missed it. And so it's just weird that it planted in that subconscious, that number of all numbers, whether they intended to or not. And then later on, we'd find something so powerful in Q, right? The number 17. Um, and, and so my questions were always like, why did these guys amass so much power? Why did they have such a big following? And why did it receive so much opposition? And I ultimately believe that the answers lie in the metaphysical realm. And it's really that fundamentals of meme magic and in understanding that perception that we talked about and how we manifest the energy of this world. And so I believe that we have a lot to learn from something like Pepe the Frog. So we see this meme, we see Pepe out there all the time. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, we think it's funny and we, we use it. It resonates with us, but we've never actually done the historical analysis to look at the origin of Pepe and why did it become so popular? And then, in most things, if you listen to like Jordan Peterson, he's great at this. There's a metaphysical story happening um, above anything great. You know, it's a story that people will resonate with, like the, the story of Exodus, right? Getting people out of slavery. That's a story that you can play off of. Um, and I think that's what the Q plans playing off of. And so I believe that what ICP did and why they were so powerful, regardless if, if they meant to or not, is they were using the same type of meme magic. We'll find that, you know, if you look at the metaphysics of Pepe, this next video that we'll play, and you compare that to these clowns, you find that the frog, like Kermit the Frog, is the one that introduces people to the Muppet Show. Mm -hmm. He stands between these two worlds. And in the beginning, I played that clip, and it's got Violent J saying, you know, welcome to the show, right? Welcome to the House of Illusions. And he's pulling back the curtain, and he's letting you into this fantasy realm, right? This other realm of of existence where you could manifest this reality of like family and, you know, communion, you know, with people that you had like interests with. And, and so um, I think that this is why people resonated with that. I think this is why people resonate with Pepe the Frog, because at the end of the day, it relates to our trauma and it helps us through the chaos. It helps us find truth and it helps us to eventually ascend to the other side. Um, and, and the only thing I'll, clarify that with is, and you mentioned this earlier, our enemies use this also, except for when you go look at like occult mimetics, you'll find that they're actually doing like the circles and the glyphs mm -hmm. and they're calling on egregores mm -hmm. and spirits and sigils and they're doing blood packs with uh, demons essentially. And they're sacrificing, you know, maybe praise or worship or, you know, sometimes blood mm -hmm. to get that mimetic energy, to get that spiritual energy. And then they push out their message. And that's how they've done things like abortion. And you see that with the statue they just erected in New York city that, mm -hmm. you know, it's got like the horn heads and it's standing on a Lotus flower, which means fertility. And it's, she's got wide hips and that's like a, a woman that's ready to give birth to a bunch of babies kind of thing. And so they still do this mimetic magic you know look at the super bowl look at you know some of these other things like uh what was it the commonwealth the grammys with king charles the grammys <laughs> it's a great example um so yeah i mean you can say anything about all of that um but yeah i mean this is the crescendo in terms of uh my content for tonight well, i guess we got a little bit afterwards but um yeah video 10 i think okay. this is what ties it all together okay let's do it the frog is a type of hybridity as an amphibian, it exists in two worlds at the same time, so it becomes an image of the margin. 
shape-shifting, like hybridity, is the sign of the place where categories fall apart on the edge. In the case of shape-shifting, this characteristic is presented mostly as a power of the margin. It's the power of fluidity. To fully understand how Pepe the Frog operates, we need to understand how shape-shifting occurs and how it gives power to those who wield it. You see, Pepe has become a meme, possibly the most used meme of all times. His image is floating on the internet, and it can be produced by anyone in the world. Because Pepe has become this chaotic, fluid, shape-shifting thing, he ends up acting like a mirror. There are so many images of Pepe. When people look into that huge chaos of images, they have to mentally order it. They do that using their own mental patterns. That is, they project their thinking into this chaos. As they force the chaos to take shape, it becomes an image of their own ideas. All they could see were the ones that reflected back to them their own ideology, an inversion, the dark shadow of their ideology. This means that Pepe is at the same time the archetypal oppressor seen from the side of the victim, all the while being the archetypal scapegoat seen from the side of the oppressor. All the SJWs are seeing is a reflection of themselves, of their nightmare, of their shadow. The people who have been wielding this Pepe image have taken advantage of the power of chaos, but the frog can't stay in the water forever. At some point, you have to finish the story. If the frog stays there for too long, it will be eaten, or it will call some darker monster. The frog has to get out of the water and become a prince. The way to do it is to go into our own self, to go down and find the most important thing of Western civilization, the Logos. This truth, it is the Word. And so we must find the Word, for it is the sun that rises after darkness. The Word is the thing that comes out of death and lives again. Amen. I love it. Yeah, we've yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I've done a couple of uh, deep dives on the show before uh, about kind of the uh, the the origination of uh, meme magic and you know how all of this stuff began and in the importance of Pepe and you know going back to Egypt et cetera et cetera. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, it's truly cool. And if you guys are interested on the longer version of that video, that was a Jordan Peterson interview with uh, Jonathan Pago. And I just clipped the very end of it, you know, as he summarized it. But it's a really interesting dialogue and exchange that they have because you see this dramatic transformation in the life of Jordan Peterson over time. And he actually unintentionally embodied Pepe mm -hmm. in one of his, uh, you know, things that he did on social media. And he goes over that and he goes over like, really, wow, how wild is this whole Chan uh, mimetic thing that has popped up with the dubs and the keck and all of that mm -hmm. and yeah it's just really really wild that you know these uh characters right so pepe the frog and you know the chaos that that you know creates in terms of going into the water as well as the clowns and the chaos that they created with the dark carnival was actually working as a mirror right and it would reflect back on the establishment on the enemies their own evil right mm -hmm. and so that's why icp was hated by the mainstream is because every time the mainstream listened to their music they saw themselves as getting accosted for beating people for yes. raping people for being pedophiles for just 
committing mass atrocities against humanity, whereas the people like us who listened saw it as, hey, these guys get it, and there's hope in this music because we can gather up and we can potentially go fight this stuff. Um, So, yeah, it's just really wild looking at, like, the metaphysical stories of that. And uh, what I find the most amazing as I've gone down these different rabbit holes, so I'm I'm into Q, I'm deep into the Bible, uh, I'm really much a history buff at this point. Uh, I listen to some podcasts with some people who do parapolitics and political ponerism, and that's like the study of po- uh, paranormal activity mm. um, and influence and the study of evil inside of politics. And so you kind of see that, you know, uh, s- spiritual story going on there. And I'm also deep into Bitcoin and music. And I found that no matter how I dig this particular story, this situation, this reality that we're in, it all points to the same exact truth, right? We just don't know each other, right? And I think the unification is what we have to work on next. Um, And it reminds me of these two quotes here in the Bible. And so this is from Psalms 19. And it says for, uh, it says the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day, they pour forth speech night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words, no sound heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all earth, their words to the ends of the earth, to the world in the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. And then one more in Romans one, It says that the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his internal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. And so a lot of people you'll hear like the heavens declare his glory. Right. The rocks and the stars, they just scream out this great creation, this energy. Right. God, the one God, you know, whoever you want to call it, you know, we don't have to debate that tonight, but it's a source energy. Right. You know, when he said, let there be light. That was all the light that we see today. That was all the light that exhibits the patterns and the frequencies that we manifest into this reality today. And so I just find it really wild that God uses all of these different things for his ultimate will, mm-hmm. whether these people are knowing or not. Right. Yeah. He, he says he uses the the foolish to confound the wise. Mm-hmm. Right. So he used ICP to confound the world and the establishment. Anything to say on all of that? No, I I think you're absolutely right. And and I think that people often forget that, you know, because no matter what's transpiring, no matter, you know, what someone's motivations uh, seem to be, it's all going according to the plan. And you may not understand it. You may have uh, been totally lost throughout the majority of your entire life. But if you can just accept that there is a plan and that there is a direction that we're moving in uh, and that quite often you're not going to have any control over what other people do. You know, the only thing you can control is what is happening in your own life. And even then, a lot of times you're being directed. And so you don't necessarily have as much control as you think. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you have to kind of uh, just uh, uh, throw your arms up and accept the, the magic and the mystery of it all. Yeah, you just got to walk by faith. I mean, I've absolutely for the last, you know, 14, 15 months of my life have been walking by faith, right? I knew that God wanted me to carry that cross for, again, the people who potentially couldn't, right? You know, I was blessed and was able to take six months off of work and to find another job, whereas some people would have devastated their households to miss uh, a paycheck, right? Mm -hmm. And so, 
you know, even though I trusted him and I went off into this void with him, uh, he hasn't given me any direction. You know, he hasn't replaced my career with anything that was equivalent, anything that I enjoy as much. Like I said, I have lost a tremendous amount of money uh, fighting this war. And, and you know, I'm getting squeezed just like everybody else in terms of yeah. the inflation and the pressures, uh, the energy war. And so I'm very much just walking by faith. I think I prayed to him every day and just say, you know, God, I'm lost. I'm lost right now. This world is crazy. You know, would you pour your spirit out on this land? And, you know, I'm glad that after all these years of praying, we're starting to see things like revival pop up. You know, I've always said that we would see a great awakening and then a great revival. And that's a historical concept as well. You know, you get people, you know, with the right information. And then before you know it, they're reforming the church and they're enlightening society as they draw closer to God. Um, and so, yeah, maybe this is a good time to pull up that graphic. And so this is really what started everything. If you remember, uh, you know, I'd shared this in one of the chats and you'd picked up on it you know, mm-hmm. because of your history. Yeah. And yeah, it's just one of those wild things. You know, me and G Money, we we work on Bitcoin and and we talk all about that stuff. And this is actually minted on the blockchain. And so this is uh, a use case of Bitcoin that's not monetary in its essence. I can uh, I've used Bitcoin to uh store my research. So this research that you see on the screen here is stored forever on the blockchain. Nobody can alter it. Nobody can change it. It's got a timestamp and a proof of publication and anybody can do it. It's really, really easy, really, really cheap. And I just put this weird dig together, man. Like I just started seeing all these connections. And again, I'm not saying that ICP is connected to Q. I'm not saying that it's a white hat movement or, you know, anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, God potentially moves in mysterious ways. And when we know he does. Yes. And we all awaken differently. We all awaken differently, right? You have different interests and, you know, social groups than I do. And, you know, the Q drops weren't going to wake us all up. You know, let's be real. We're going to wake up the entire population. It helped. It got a tremendous, you know, a, a large amount of us to wake up, but we also need to work it through music. And we need, you know, like the Tom McDonald's, like you said, we need to work it through art and we need to work it through, you know, these different avenues so that the people who aren't looking at the Q drops are picking up on it. And that's why, you know, some of the things like Badlands Media is so important because there's so much truth being put out and not everyone is a Q person and not everyone is, you know, talking about the same things ad nauseum. We got a sports show, we got things for everybody. And that's important because we all have to realize that there's a common enemy, no matter what we like, no matter what differences we have, there is a an evil entity out there that we need to beat. And so just some, some things that I'll discuss on this graphic, and this is really just going to focus on the left-hand side here where you see the rainbow colors uh, highlight and stuff. These are the things that I noticed. You know, ICP and all of their uh, cohorts in this music genre have this complete disdain for the system and for corruption. Mm-hmm. And we see that in the Q drops with the Great Awakening. And we see this massive love for the number 17 and the mystery of it that, like I said, they never really explained, but, you know, Violent J explained it later on. Uh, that interview was on Studio Q. I thought that was weird too, mm-hmm. uh, because it was one of their best, one of their best uh, interviews for sure. And then there's this development of the movement around the term and the concept of family, right? Juggalos, juggalo family. And I found this pretty synonymous with where we go one, we go all. Right. Uh, that was like the juggalo mantra, man. If you were a juggalo, it didn't matter who you were or where you came from. You know, if you you know had some wits about you in terms of, you know, not being a complete jerk or something, you know, you had a family. You had somebody who would let, you know, I'd let people flop on my couch and stuff. Cause like I said, we pretty much just lived in a flop house, you know, growing up. Um, and, and 
Then we see uh, IC or the, the FBI coming out against ICP and coming out against the Q followers. And so I thought that was weird. You know, they label us all gangs and domestic terrorists. And then, you know, this one is maybe the most interesting. And so, like you said, we had them coming up out of Detroit. We also know that Eminem came up out of Detroit. And if you remember, you might have remembered some of this, some of the songs oh, yeah. and stuff. They had this wild beef with Eminem. And, you know, the fans, we really never understood it. And there was a lot of speculation as to why it happened. And it wasn't until later I said, well, maybe I understand a little bit more deeply why that happened. So you have ICP who decides to not go the mainstream route. And you see somebody like Eminem who, you know, he's doing like this, you know, um, on the screen mm-hmm. and, you know, like on his CDs and he's uh, pictured in the Q drops with Ray Chandler. And so it kind of makes you wonder, like, you know, did ICP get an, close enough to some of this to to then say, whoa, and step back at the cost of, you know, being completely ostracized. And maybe that's why they turned the FBI on them is because they rejected uh, maybe that similar hook that they're trying to get um, everybody in. Uh, if you didn't know, ICP had actually signed on with Disney. Disney gave them a record label oh, wow. in like 1996. And that was when they released the fourth Joker's card, the great Malenko and Disney looked at it and they said, what the hell did you just release under our label? <laughs> and they said, you can't do that. Um, you know, surprise, surprise what they really do. But ICP said, well, screw it. We're not going to change it. So you have to give us a million dollars to break the contract and we'll go our own way. And so mm-hmm. they ended up getting paid out by Disney to go their separate ways. But, wow. uh, the mainstream didn't like them. Like they had every opportunity. Um, they talk about in the longer interview, how they would go out with like bone thugs and harmony and stuff. And they just didn't like the scene and it just wasn't for them. They were very much just these, you know, grassroots, uh, strap up your boots and go work hard kind of people. And, and so, yeah, that's really, um, everything I got tonight in terms of the content. So we can just chat about okay. that. So there's um, a lot of questions still. <laughs> so uh, join join interviews also said, here's a plot twist. Uh, I shot this too. Eminem recently had the number one Christian song. Were you aware of that? I was not aware of that. No, I mean, <laughs> I I have definitely not followed him very closely as he's gone no. more and more off uh, kilter. But I will look that up. Uh, um, actually, I'll the, drop the uh, I'll drop the link to it in the chat for you so that you can grab it from the uh, the Zoom chat. Uh, okay, well, let's yeah, go ahead. Let me let me go ahead and play this uh, this vanilla ice ICP number over here, and uh, this is vanilla ice is born on Halloween. So here we go, and uh, that's absolutely not the way it's supposed to look. Hold on, just a second, guys. Let me fix this. And okay, so then the Rumble chat window, right. Here, I think that's it. Nope, that's not it. That's it. Okay. And. Okay, there we go. Man, mad mad props to you running all this stuff and, you know, streaming out to all these channels. (laughs) I do rug pull radio just with, you know, like one stream key to to rumble every week. And I think that's complicated enough because I'm not a tech guy. (laughs) And so, yeah, just massive props to all you guys pushing all this content out to these various platforms. Really appreciate it. It is. uh, It's a labor of love, you know. Okay, let me make sure we got the full screen on screen. And there we go. Okay, here we go.
was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told took place in the holiday worlds of old. Now, you probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you begun. Wait a second. Oh, okay. Jumps right out at ya. Ten, three, one, the calendar. In Texas, a hell racist born like the Chainsaw Massacre. Hills have eyes in Texas, kids. Stories about what next he did. Doctor slapped him on his ass. His head spun round like exorcist. Bad enough for quarantine. Mess with him, you're gonna scream. They said he had to shine in. He saw red rum and evergreen. Omen since he was a teen. Freddy Krueger on the scene. Slicing up MCs. Spitting out lyrical guillotine. Some call him psycho. The Norman Bates of hip hop. Ladies call him Alfred cause they're all over his Hitchcock. The haters are like all they follow him with gams. They speak, but then he shut them up like silence of the lambs. This ain't the Blair Witch Project that's living in the flesh. A B-I-C-E flow, a.k.a. Faces of Death. With my mask, I check and cheat. Spooks and freaks all over your screen. It's on back to make you scream. Don't be scared, it's Halloween. My phone is so psychotic. It's killing when I'm on the scene. Just came here to party. I was born on Halloween. I do the unexpected. Michael Myers in your area. Plug up a mic and wreck it. To some ain't nothing scarier. Causing much hysteria. Among other MCs. The swag is steady testing them. I'm causing them to freeze. Cutting them like Jason. I stay on the attack. Like Ozzy did when he bit that head off of a bat. They start to see illusions. Buckle under stress. Scream from confusion. Hearts beating in the chest. They say the ice is killing us. The cops make no arrest. They say nobody's feeling us. The ice has got to possess. His music is so dangerous. His flow is homicidal. He might be an American, no artificial idol. He kills them in the club. You know it's murder for survival. Yet the people give him love like a Halloween revival. With my mask, I drink and cheat. Spooks and freaks all over your screen. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there and go back to uh, the regularly scheduled program. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a great song and uh, I absolutely love it. Thank you very much for joint interviews for uh, dropping that on us. Um, I uh, I'd be very interested to see that that interview with uh, Vanilla Ice as well, talking about ICP, you know, I mean, because he's he kind of. Uh, encapsulates the same sort of feel, I think, as ICP, you know, like he's on the outside of the traditional rap scene, but yet he's still been active all of these years. And he's uh, I mean, where is he from? He's from down here in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. But he always had kind of a Detroit vibe, I feel. Yeah, he's he's definitely an interesting case study. And, you know, when I was watching that, I, I what what I kept thinking about is how they loved rap the truth in this fantasy of horror, right? They they just really have this uh, 
uh, affinity for these horror films and this type of genre. And I think that, you know, it works in the same way that our enemies will use like predictive programming. They'll hide the truth inside of these fantasy like stories and then they'll push that out to the masses. And as you can see, you can do that in the opposite direction. And what I really liked about what we listened to was if you listen to what Bill Ice was saying, he said that his music was dangerous. That's what Mm -hmm. they were saying. And he also said that it was because he was not an artificial idol and that this was murder for survival. This is mm-hmm. war. So yeah, you, just those overtones, those stories that you can pick up in this stuff. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. That was really cool. And I'm glad you got an opportunity to to work with some of those folks. And what I found most amazing, so you, this one might blow your mind, um, you know, on that graphic that uh, you showed at the very end there, there was a, a Pepe, there's these ICP Pepe's down in the corner. And me and G Money found all of these Pepe NFTs. They're basically trading cards and they're minted on top of the Bitcoin blockchain. And sure enough, back in like 217 of 2017, here is this ICP Pepe being minted on Bitcoin. And so it's like, yes. okay, that's interesting. It's probably a juggalo, you know, not a big coincidence, but I started doing some more digging and I actually found this other Pepe and the, co- the creator of this Pepe had actually done a unique collaboration video or you know, soundtrack with Ill Bill, which is one of the the big conspiracy rappers and the truth tellers, you know, really, really underground. But, you know, I, I ended up buying that NFT. And if you listen to the music, it's like, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was CIA, you know, they killed Bob Marley, blah, blah, blah. And it just goes on and on. But it's like, holy cow, like, how did that guy end up on the Bitcoin blockchain? Like, what exactly is going on here? Sometimes it just breaks my mind. No, there, I, I think that it all comes down to kind of like the idea of the the collective unconscious, you know, I mean, it's like everybody is playing a role in something that's been predefined and you don't recognize it until you start looking at it from those outside perspectives. And like, you know, it's the same kind of reason why people say that we're living in a simulation. You know, I mean, I per- I per- I prefer to look at it as uh, predestination or, you know, some type of intelligent design. Like, we're not just existing in a series of random coincidences. I, I mean, there is a method to the madness, no matter how strange it might be. Um, real quick, uh, Porpoiseful over here on the Foxhole said, Happy Friday and thank you. Uh, Polly9363 dropped some shades. Michelle Ann said, Zach, thank you for hosting such a great show with great guests. Black Yoda dropped, uh, looks like he said, cheers. Uh, and WC Cranop says, hey, Zach, at least gold pills are still easy to use on Foxhole. These are the leftovers, LOL. Are people having problems using the new Foxhole? I, I feel like I, I keep seeing people mentioning that there's some type of uh, issue with Foxhole. I don't know. It, it seems totally user-friendly to me. But somebody else over here, Miss Maria, she was trying to think of David Wilcox's name, and, he, and she said he would say that Oprah was innocent I find that difficult uh, to to understand how anybody would think that Oprah was innocent in this whole thing, especially with her role in the whole John of God affair. Um, listen, I have opened up the phones, you guys. We've got about 20 minutes left. And uh, and so if you've got any questions or you have any comments about me magic or ICP or, uh, you know, just uh, creative expression as a, as a as a child of God, then please uh, jump on the line. And uh, we've got our first guest. We're going to bring them in right now. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Not going to give you my name. DJ. Good to see you, DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you, too. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Well, how are you doing tonight? 
I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So um, I don't really know much about uh, ICP. I, I, you know, I've been a DJ for a very long time. I don't play rap, and you know, <laughs> I just figured I just never knew what a lot of what you put forth today, and I really appreciate that. I don't really know what I could add to this conversation, um, but the symbolism part is very the symbolism in the words. I, I understand that. That's very important. You know, I thank you for bringing that forward to people because a lot of people, I think, don't understand, or I shouldn't say understand, understand, because actually, when you understand something, you're standing under the truth. You're not really grasping the truth. You're not giving a full grasp of the truth. When you understand something, you're taking the truth into yourself, and then you get a total grasp of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like the way you put that. And I think that when you do break down the roots of different language and words, you can find those deeper meanings. You know, it's kind of like if you look at America and, you know, the, the act of 1871 and how we're a corporation, everything maps to maritime law and you got like the birth canal and, you know, there's a bunch of water symbolism in a lot of the words. And you can go back to like the creation of Washington DC and the stock market. And there's a lot of uh, symbolism and words that map back to Rome and Babylon and, and things like that, like Capitol Hill. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just really cool. And I like the way you say, you know, understand versus interstand. And it, it, it really is, uh, it reminded me of a pastor that I used to go to in Colorado. He always say that, you know, people miss heaven by what, 18 inches because they, they <laughs> understand, but they don't understand. Correct. Correct. You know, um, funny thing about, you know, you mentioned pastors and stuff. I have, this is, I'll give you a short story. Somebody just recounted, somebody told me the other day, and I was like, what, what did they tell you? And then they told me, and I was like, that's insane. The person who's talking to you is not a man of God. They're a poser. And they're like, how so? So now let me give you the story. person lives in, in New York. They live in, a, in, in an area of the Bronx that's pretty, pretty underpoverished. Um, so they went to church. They're Catholic, but, you know, by birth, they, they've done all their sacraments and so on and so forth, as I did my, myself. My mother was a very devout Catholic. She instilled God into my life, to my advantage these days, I, I say. But anyway, I'm not a Catholic anymore. I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus, which is a different, a totally different thing. People don't understand that. Yeah. But anyway, um, they tell me that they went to church for the Ash Wednesday to get their ashes, and they went to a Spanish-speaking mass, and the priest told the people, you know, don't come here and put $2 in the collection plate. That's an embarrassment, and you should be ashamed of yourself that you, when you give, it's supposed to hurt. He also, she, she said she was already a little ticked off because when she went up to receive her sacrament, she opened her mouth, which is the way I was um, raised. You open your mouth and the priest himself puts it in your mouth. And then you walk away and you go do your prayers and so on and so forth. So she opened her mouth. First, she said the guy in front of her opened his mouth and the priest wouldn't put it in his mouth. He insisted on putting it in the guy's hand. And the guy dropped the, the, the wafer on the floor 
And then he picked it up and put it in his mouth and went back to his seat and, and did his prayer. So now she came up, she opened her mouth, and the priest wouldn't put it in her mouth. And she's like, no, I don't want it to put it in my hand, you to put it in my hand. I want you to put it in my mouth. That's the way I was raised. It's the way I've done it my whole life. And he insisted on putting it in her hand. And she walked away. So now after she gets home, she recounts this whole thing to me. So I told her, you know, she tried to speak to the priest and he kept giving her, brushing her off. He had to go and he couldn't speak to her and so on and so forth and all this stuff. And I told her very simply, that man is not a man of God. I said, I'll tell you why. I said, first of all, when you go to, first of all, the church is not the building. The church is the people. The building is just a pile of bricks that they put together where you can, where people can go congregate. I said, the people who follow God can congregate anywhere, in a park, on a sidewalk, anywhere, anywhere, and you are building a church on that specific spot. I said, that's the first thing. I said, the second thing is, is that that host, that wafer is literally, literally Jesus Christ himself. Mm-hmm. You treat that with the utmost respect. When a pastor puts that in your hand and you start walking away, even though you can't see it, little micro pieces of that, of that wafer are falling off onto the floor as you're walking microscopic pieces are falling off. You don't even see them. And you walk away, and then somebody walks up and follows your footsteps. They're actually trampling on God. That's what they're doing. That's why they put the host directly from the chalice into your mouth, so a minimal amount is wasted and falls on the floor. I said, that's the first thing. And they said, the second thing is, what I'm telling you, I said, everything that I'm telling you, you can back up with scripture. I was like, what he was telling you, he's telling you in a worldly sense, and he's supposed to be the person you're following to get you closer to God. I was like, what kind of, excuse my language, I was like, what kind of shit is it that somebody tells you that you need to give more? I was like, that's insane. You don't need to give a penny. That man, he's not there to collect money. His job doesn't have more worth because he collects more money. He's there to save souls. Jesus never asked anybody for anything. He just came to save souls. I said, so you need, I said, I wish I was there because I would have put him in his place. I said, you need to stop going to the church and find someplace else to go. That's what you need to do. And she was like, thank you so much. That's yeah, thanks for that story. Yeah, no, that's an interesting story. And, and, you know, I guess what I'll say to that just real quick is, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I take a very simplistic view of the Bible at this point. And, you know, I am very, very much upset with mainstream religion in all cases. You know, it doesn't matter what, you know, you call yourself Baptist, you know, non-denominational Christian, you know, Mormon, whatever. Um, and the problem I have with them is that, you know, 99% of them closed down for way too long and they went along with the state and they trusted the state instead of trusting God during the COVID pandemic. And I think that that was very much to a detriment of our uh, freedom of religion and, you know, the way that they were able to uh, encroach on that and how, you know, like you said, these people are supposed to be shepherds of the flock and they're 
they're supposed to be you know, leading people to God and you know taking care of the sheep. But instead, you know, we often find that you know some of them are you know not doing the right things and they're leading us to slaughter in some cases. And uh, you know, in terms of the giving, you know, the the Bible you know has a, a story in it about the lady giving two mites, and Jesus points to the lady and says, you know, even though she's only given two mites, and it's you know just shillings to you guys, she's actually giving more than any of you will ever give because of the percentage of her, you know, the the vastness of her poverty. And so, yeah, it's just, it's so sad the way that, you know, religion has been uh, really, uh, it's just been given these religious constructs, right? This legalism. Exactly. So, you know, the other thing that I told is when you give, it's not supposed to hurt. It's supposed to be exactly the opposite of that. When you give, you give joyfully from your heart. And that's what scripture says, to give joyfully, mm-hmm. not to, that God is going to cause you pain, is that when you give joyfully, God is going to increase your faith. Mm-hmm. That's what that's about. And you don't have to give anything. You don't actually have to give. As long as you're giving your faith and your heart to God, you're giving more than you could ever give with money. And that's what I explained to her. As I said, you know, you got to get away from people like that. And you have to understand every time that a religious person tries to tell you something, if you have a doubt in your mind, then it's not coming from God. Because when you know the word of God or when it's coming from God, it automatically is going to resonate, resonate with your soul automatically before you even think about it. As soon as you think about it, you're going to say, that makes sense. You know, if you have to question somebody who's supposed to be a shepherd of the Lord like that, they're not shepherding you to the Lord. They're shepherding you someplace else. Straight Um, into their pocketbook. Exactly. Exactly. There was another preacher. I went, I was going to his church for a little while. And, you know, I've, I've gone to a lot of different churches throughout my life with a lot of different denominations and so on and so forth. He stood up there and he said, he was an African guy and he was like a fire and brimstone type of preacher, which I kind of liked a little bit, you know, it's something that out of the norm, right? So he said when he came, when he was getting ready to uproot his family from Africa, this is what he said one day. He said, when you put money in the collection plate, he said, don't throw any change in there. And I'm going to tell you why. When I uprooted my family from Africa and I asked God if this was what he wanted me to do, I would do it. I responded to God and I said to him, don't make me go to America to preach your word to be poor. That's what he said. He said, so when you put money in the collection plate, put bills only, don't put change. And that was the last time I went to that church. Because he was sending the exact wrong message. And I saw it right, and I called him out on it, actually. He didn't like it. He had to, like, he kind of, like, calmed me down a little bit. But that was the last time I went. Because I know what God is. I know God. I know God because I've known the devil. I know how to be bad. It's easy to be bad. And I've been bad a lot of times in my life. But at a point, my life changed, and it flipped 360. And I am no longer that person because I found God, or I should say, Jesus found me and pulled me to God. You know, a lot of people don't understand. That's why uh, people are confused uh, in a lot of ways. But once you find God, 
nothing you no one can lie to you you can't you you can't they, they can't hide behind a lie because god is going to shine a light on them in some way you may not find out the truth today in an hour two hours three hours maybe not in a year but at some point that lie is going to become bold and it's going to have so much light on it that you just you can't ignore it and see that you were lied to you you're going to know you know so I just, I have all faith in God, all faith in Jesus, and all faith in this movement that we're all in, because it's coming from God. I knew it the, the very first day, time that I saw anything to do with Q. I was like, this makes sense. I need to do some digging into this, because this is one of the most compelling things I've ever read in my life that makes sense. And from there, it just snowballed. And I'm trying to wake people up all the time. And it's a funny thing that you mentioned, the whole birthing thing, because I tried to explain this to somebody the other day about the birthing and the water and the dock and a doctor and, and a purse and all of this stuff. And they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, think about it. It makes sense. But people don't want, they don't want to think. They want you to hand them the answers. And I'm like, I can't hand you all the answers because it's coming from me. You have to find it yourself. Because that's when you're going to believe it. Because I'm a human being just like you're a human being. I'm fallible, and you can point out fallible ways in me. But if you find the truth on your own, you're going to start to wake up and see what's really going on. Other than that, you're never going to find the truth. You're always going to be confused. It's they true. don't know what to say. Yeah. yeah. That was the end of that conversation. People have to come to it on their own. I mean, <clears throat> think about how many times I'm sure many people in the audience have just dumped a load of truth into somebody's lap <laughs> and 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 yeah, all they do is they you know, no that's a baseless conspiracy theory you know i mean everything you're saying is counterintuitive to what i've been told my entire life so it can't be true um but yeah, yeah. It, they they have to come to it themselves cognitive dissonance yep yep absolutely it's, it's worse than denial it's much worse than denial cognitive cognitive dissonance is a very bad thing people just don't want to accept it but they will, they, you know, they're going to have to accept it because it's going to come out and then they're going to be totally, now they're a little lost, but soon they're going to be totally lost. They're going to be like, what the hell is going on? And all of us in this truth, the community are going to be like, <laughs> it's just too much to explain to you, but yeah. trust me, we're going in a direction. That's what I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, how am I going to start to really explain this to people that I know? that have no clue of what's going on. And I've been trying to explain this to a little by little. At the end, there's just too many things that happened along this path. Mm -hmm. So, so many things. There's no way for me to explain this to you. That's no. what I, I, I have to say. There's absolutely no way for me to explain this to you. It would take half of my life. People are going to have to go do, story. people are going to have to go do a bunch of reading on their own. <laughs> yeah, that's why I focus... I, just real quick, uh, that's why I was, would focus on the stories. Focus on the stories that are relatable to people, like the story of slavery in the book of Exodus, right? The people were slaves. Mm -hmm. That's pretty easily mm -hmm. relatable with our current monetary system and how they steal from us via inflation and taxes. And mm -hmm. then, you know, teach them, 
hey, now we're going through the desert right now. We've been freed. I believe Donald Trump and his inauguration was the moment that we were set free, returned power to the people. And now we're in the desert, you know, essentially trying to get to the promised land. And you can kind of explain those more complex stories of all the history and all the things that we've learned through those more simple stories. And they'll resonate with people. People don't like to be a slave. People don't like to be stolen from, uh, and so maybe try that. Um, and then, yeah, to Zach's point, I mean, there's, there's definitely going to be a long time of a lot of learning for, for folks to really internalize uh, everything that's happened. Oh, I, I've, I've, I've tried everything. You know, they, they were asking me about um, underground military bases the other day. And I was like, yeah, I know about that. So I started explaining to them. I said, but let me look for some videos better and send it to you. So I... Look, I did some research. I found a couple of videos and I sent it to her and her boyfriend. You know, I sent them the videos and then I waited a couple of days and I saw them a couple of days later. And I was like, so did you watch the videos that I sent you? And they both were like, no. I'm like, so. (laughs) I'm like, so you want to argue with me all the time. You want to ask me questions all the time. And when I give you the answer, you don't want to believe me. Here it is. I didn't really want to touch on the subject too much. I said, let me send you some stuff so you can see yourself so that the next time we have a conversation, we could talk about it and you could have some information. But you didn't do that. I said, what just says to me that you're full of shit. I told him straight out. It just says to me that you're full of shit and you just want to buck what I say. That's all you want to do. Because if you really were serious about finding the truth and I send you something, you would look at it at least a second. You, you would at least open the video and look at it and then say, I don't want to watch it. But you didn't even do that. So you're not looking to find the truth. You're looking to stay in the dark. That's what I said. You want to stay in the dark. If you really yeah, want to find the truth, it's out there. Yeah, there's so many people out there that are still waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. Right. They're not willing to necessarily go down the rabbit holes and to watch any type of truth show. And they're, you know, it's the same thing like with the church. You know, you find, you know, like in my church, every Sunday you go and you find the people who, who literally go there and they believe everything the word, everything the pastor says, whether it's right or wrong or whether he's, you know, truly a good guy or truly a bad guy. Um, but they're never actually opening up their Bible. They never read it. They don't know what it says. And, and so you just find this perpetuating you know, evil sometimes because people just aren't willing to to take back the responsibility. Somewhere along the line, they taught us that we needed to give all of our free will and free thoughts over to the state and the agents of the state. And we've yet, and I think that's what we're doing now is taking that back. Mm-hmm. Is there the other, well, other D- DJ, 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 we're almost at the top of the hour, buddy. So we've got to wrap it up, but, um, and I want to make sure I get Sean's final thoughts, but, uh, but yeah, so I just want to give you the opportunity to say, uh, your final piece. Well, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to go any further. I think I've okay. taken enough time. I will say that what I always say, you know, we love you and we know you love us. God bless you guys. God bless us all. God bless the United States of America. I'll talk Amen. to you maybe tomorrow night, maybe next week. All right. Sounds good, brother. God bless. Love you. Right, we'll talk, talk to you soon. <clears throat> over yeah, here on the call. God bless. Yeah. DJ is great. He, he calls him basically every weekend uh, over here on the foxhole. Nikaz 808 says good show. Hopefully you got the UPS figured out. I still don't have the UPS figured out. And uh, a lot of it has to do with 
the amount of space that I have currently. I'm waiting for something uh, uh, to change here at home so that I do have the space. Um, it's set up. It's just it's out in the um, uh, in the dining room, and I don't have cables that can reach to the dining room. So uh, we'll be talking soon. Uh, Twenty three anon says uh, a can of Fago straight from Michigan, Michigan, <laughs> WC crane up. I ran into Oprah face to face in Santa Barbara, California at old Spanish days. My gut intuition was screaming bad vibe. I, I bet it was. Uh, Space Coast Patriot says, I love this show. Great guest and content. I'm 58. My son was into ICP. That's hilarious. I love hearing it. Uh, Rare Sense, thank you for the shades. Space Coast, one more time, says, I recommend digging into Know Your Enemy by Fuel Project on YouTube. True religious history. I'll definitely check it out. Uh, Black Yoda says, that is the best way to say it. I know God because I saw the devil. I, I And I think DJ was right on when he said it as well. Uh, Crane Up, again, so nice to be back on the foxhole and interact with all the peeps. I'm glad you're there. And then Black Yoda, Red Pill said it too. His pain woke him up. Now he wakes up others. That's absolutely the case, you know? I mean, uh, the only the only time that people are willing to change is when it hurts bad enough to continue living the way that they are. And, uh, you know, that's what it took for me. I I got to the lowest point in my life. You know, we call it hitting bottom, rock bottom. I was at rock bottom. And uh, if I didn't change, then I was going to die or I was going to end up in prison. And uh, I asked God for help. And then, you know, this is where we are today, five years later. So uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Sean, I want to say thank you very much for uh, for coming here and hanging out with us tonight and all the uh, the interesting stuff. Um, I, I always like to ask the, the guest at the end of the show, what do you really want the audience to take away from our conversation tonight? Um, that's a good question. So if nothing else, I would just like you to take away that you have to recognize that the things that are happening in this world are much, much bigger than what is still on your TV. Uh, we are truly in a spiritual war. Mm -hmm. There are agents of darkness and agents of light all around us, and they're fighting for the ability to manifest their reality. And if we're going to win this war, we need to eliminate the noise. We need to stop doing, you know, just like looking at the chats and people are fighting about religion. People are fighting about this. People are fighting about that. We have to stop that. We need to unite. You know, the Q plan said that we need to be united, not divided. And mm -hmm. it is completely possible to disagree with somebody and mm -hmm. fight a war right beside them. Yep. And so it doesn't matter about the subtle interpretations and whether you're Catholic and whether you do sacrament or you know, whatever it is, you know, it just doesn't matter. Right. Right now we need to beat communism. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, or none of it matters. Yep. Um, and, and so just stick with God, you know, stick with God, eliminate the noise and, and try to go learn something every day. If you're learning something every day, you know, check out Bitcoin, check out what is money, check out gold. You know, do you know anything about the financial system? You know, if not, then maybe that's a rabbit hole you should go down. Um, but always make progress. So yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Zach, for having me on. Uh, if you have time and you want to, I, I had that last clip that just kind of shows oh, everybody yeah. the Fago party. Um, let's do it. If, if you want to play it, let's do it. Uh, but yeah, thank you. It's truly a great show tonight. And I really appreciate you letting me have this platform to talk something just truly unique and interesting that I don't think uh, most people were expecting tonight. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Here we go. Final clip. We rose the hatchet, do or die. Now Juggalo standing tall. After all, six have risen. The end of time will consume us all. It ain't got nothing to do with us. It ain't psycho packing records. All we're doing is writing shit out to you. Behind the dark carnival, the gatherings and the hatches. Who's behind the 
circus, the circus, and everybody at it. Who invented juggalos and juggalettes? Fago showers, what about that feeling you get when pumping that shit? Who's behind the juggalo power? This ain't no fan club. It ain't about making a buck. Don't buy our action figures. I don't give a it ain't about Violent J or Shaggy the Butterfly or Seventeen. When we speak of Shangri-La, what you think we mean? Truth is we follow God. We've always been behind him. The carnival is God in May. beautiful i absolutely love it it's such a feel-good way to end the show uh thank you for being uh so kind to come here and to share this with us i really appreciate it uh please tell everybody where they can find you obviously on badlands media on rug pull radio where else yeah yeah so badlands media thursday nights rug pull radio at 10 30 p.m eastern time uh you can find me at telegram at t.me backslash patriots and progress also telegram at t.me backslash bullion bitcoin bs and so you can find me on true social at patriots and progress all one word and uh even on twitter at at pepe's in progress all one word yeah yeah they, they they have a character limit so i couldn't do pa- patriots and progress and so i did pepe's in progress and then kate was like why don't you make it uh pepe's in progress and i was like oh that's pretty funny so that's where we landed awesome okay i love it uh low country brooklyn good to see us says this was so much fun that's a great song many people saying great song uh thanks for being here guys i really appreciate it if you haven't yet please hit the like button on your way out over on rumble it's the only way that we can ever get on the leaderboard i sincerely appreciate every single one of you i will be back tomorrow night once more with dr narco longo and another classic episode detailing old world florida hidden history here in the united states and abroad i hope you guys can join us for that until that time good luck everyone and god bless thank you one more time sean really appreciate you brother we'll see ya yep absolutely
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.